0: Mm. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Flatback 3. My name is Toby Wellington and I'm joined by the beautiful Alistair Blackwell to discuss and review something not so beautiful, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. It came Mm. out late last week. We both went this weekend. I went on Friday night. You went on Saturday. We've both seen the movie. Alistair, I don't want to start. You start. (laughs) <laughs> Overall thoughts on the movie?
1: No, um I uh, don't want to start, mate. I don't want. Well, to
0: let let me start the podcast by pre-warning everyone that this is going to be full of spoilers. First and foremost, if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, don't listen. Go away, watch the film, and come back and listen to our thoughts. Second thing is, as a pre-warning, I am definitely going to get pretty annoyed. on this podcast I can feel myself getting angry and I said to my wife earlier on I was like I can tell that I'm going to get annoyed because the more I think about this movie the more I get annoyed about it because of all the problems that there were with it a fucking shitload (laughs) of problems there's going to be swearing in this because I can't describe the things that happened in this movie without swearing I fucking hated this movie Um, (laughs) I think the best way I can describe it is it was just really shit
1: Right well that's it then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I mean I think one of the things that I would really say and I said it to Philippa as soon as we left the cinema I said marvel have lost it. That's it now. Really. I don't yeah I don't think they can get back what they had. I think they have yeah. to go away and they have to try again in a few years. They won't do that because they're money hungry and Disney yeah. ruin everything. Look at the state of Star Wars. Um, but I think that this is this is the The highlight film for me. I thought Thor Love and Thunder was dreadful. I thought Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness was dreadful. I thought Wakanda Forever was horrendous. The TV series have been really, really poor across the board. She-Hulk being horrific throughout. This was the start of Phase 5 quality over quantity we want to make great films we don't want to do any of our social messaging we don't want to do all of our woke shit we don't want to do cgi only and then you go and see this and it is so bad in so many departments i mean yeah. i know you don't want to but i don't want to either i am this is the weirdest thing this is the first time ever that i'm like i was disappointed more than anything. Yeah. I am failing to yeah. see many positives, if any. I thought that Jonathan... I th- let's start with the positives, actually. Shall we do that? Because it's going to be way quicker than doing the negatives. Um, I thought Jonathan Majors was fucking fantastic as Kang.
1: Yeah. No, he was I great. I thought yeah. he was, was
0: fucking great. great.
1: Yeah. I'm actually... He, go on, mate. I was going to say, I'm actually quite impressed with... Um, like, his... the. Uh, what's the word? Probably the diversity of his acting,
0: yeah, his range. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah. especially when you consider, um, he who remains. I think the original and Loki. Yeah, kind of cheeky, witty, like, yeah, mischievous person, dashing around and a bit more kind of happy, kind of, and then you've got like obviously Kang the Conqueror and then you've got all of these other variants which he Mm. um is and you look at like my missus said you look at each one and you could to a certain extent like you could think that they're completely different actors yeah um, which is great you know and and that that works so well with what it it's meant to be um so he done he done really well his character um or him as him as an actor done really well his character You know, bits which I
0: I believed him as a threat. I believed him as a threat as Kang the Conqueror. The way he spoke, I felt like he really projected like a menace, like Thanos did when Thanos spoke. And I think that is the Marvel formula for a good villain: is a soft-spoken, threatening villain, one that doesn't say, "I'm going to rip your head off." He's just like, "I'm what I am." I'm doing what I think I have to do. And if you get in my way, I'll kill you. Yeah. Mm. That's it. And I, I just thought he was brilliant. And he showed, like you said, he showed such range. I, th- I mean, other than that, I'm genuinely trying to think if I enjoyed anything in the movie. Have I said anything to you that I enjoyed other than that?
1: When it ended? I,
0: I, did, well, I really enjoyed the end. Um, yeah. Mainly when I left the cinema. But the... <laughs> the I think I enjoyed the opening and the closing part of the main film, you know, the bit where Scott's walking down the street and he's like, I, th- I like the way it gives you an insight into what Scott's life is because I think that's one thing we don't see from any of the superheroes is what they're actually like when they're not superheroing. Yeah. So giving some context as to what Scott's been doing or is doing right now and then what he did when he returned from the quantum realm was really good. And I, I actually enjoyed the fact for a second before they shit themselves and couldn't go with it i enjoyed the fact that he was like wait a minute did i just actually curse the universe because kang said that something was coming and i've just killed kang but then he literally says the words never mind and he just goes on to do something else and that that's one of the worst things about the film because it links to one of the other worst things about the film is the fact that michelle pfeiffer's character uh janet Is that the Janet's the mum? Yeah. Janet decided when she came out of the quantum realm that she wasn't going to tell anyone that there's a a multi-universe killing monster who is looking to escape the multiverse down in the multiverse. So don't go back down there. No one one said anything. And then Ant-Man comes out and he thinks that the universe might, even if there's a risk that he might have just put the universe at risk, instead of telling the other Avengers or telling someone else, he's just like, yeah, be all right. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest problems with the film. If Michelle, and there are big contrivances in this fucking film, it does my head in because the big crux is that Kang has been trapped. He's been exiled into the quantum realm. Um, And Ant-Man and his ant family, let's call them that, get sucked back down in there. And we're going to talk about how they fucking get down there in a second. Trust me. Mm. Um But It could have all been avoided if Janet Van Dyne came out and said, there's a guy down there, super dangerous, Kang the Conqueror. He wants to take over and destroy all of the multiverse. Um, If we go down there and we risk letting him find a way out, so we absolutely can't go down there. Tell the other Avengers, tell anyone else who's working on this in the world not to look for it. Nah, don't say anything and just hope that no one goes down there. Like, that's the story, beat.
1: Yeah, I get that. I think you know it's um I can see because obviously he was trapped there, wasn't he? He he was sent there because he knew unless he had a way out with his um multiverse, Shit. multiverse device thing, that orb, then he wasn't gonna be able to get out of there. So he was trapped, and obviously that's why he got sent down there. Um <sighs> it's it's just a funny one, yeah, like i I get your point, I also get the point, like I don't know, Janet, <laughs> I mean, just keep it a- keep it a secret, and
0: I just I can't like she used to be the wasp, like she used to be a superhero, you do what you do to protect your family, like she did that by going into the quantum realm to take out that missile in yeah. the first one,
1: yeah.
0: And then you know that Kang the Conqueror is down there. You helped him build this empire. You fought against him for 30 years yeah. to not say anything when you came back out. It's farcical. It's because they weren't thinking this far ahead when they were doing the Infinity Saga. They just weren't. Because if you think back to Ant-Man and the Wasp, how does Ant-Man and the Wasp finish? Can you remember the end credit scene? Um, Isn't
1: it just before um, Endgame or something, or like... when the Yes. Yeah.
0: Scott is in the Quantum Realm on like a rope, you know, that they send him in and they're like, right, if you get in trouble, do this and we'll pull you back out. So they're literally sending him into the Quantum Realm where they know he shouldn't be. Janet's yeah. like, don't go in the Quantum Realm in this film. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah, but like a few years ago in this timeline you were sending him in to collect particles like you weren't worried about it a minute ago like I know that they've only just come up with the idea but for fuck's sake like your yeah. tracks a little bit the I mean should we go through it as the movie plays out and maybe that'll be better than us bouncing around
1: yeah go for it yeah
0: okay I mean the film picks up obviously it's a few years after the snap Scott Lang has written a book. He's got a podcast. He's basically a celebrity. He doesn't pay for anything. He just is enjoying semi-retirement or like a break. Yeah. Um, and this is the thing. I'm going to bounce all over the place. But it basically, he's doing all this celebrity stuff. He's reading a book to a bunch of kids. And loads of people idolize him like they should because he is an Avenger that literally mm-hmm. saved half the universe. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, the whole, whole universe, actually. Then... He finds out that his daughter has been arrested because she's an activist, because, of course, she's an activist. Um, um, And it's really strange. The um, the reason that she's being an activist is because the police are trying to stop a peaceful protest by move. No, sorry. They're moving on people who have lost their homes through the blip. But want them back because fuck I don't even know like they don't explain anything they're just like yeah some people that have been displaced by the blip so mm-hmm. I was there and I shrunk a cop car but now I've been bailed out of jail I was like that's <sighs> like oh god All right, yeah we get it you're a protester you're the best yeah. of us thank you very much like we're all scum <laughs> and then uh, and then you've got Hope Van Dyne is running the Pym Tech company like she's doing all these incredible things Fine, yeah, she was a great scientist and great, um, like, businesswoman in the first film. That's believable. Janet and Hank are doing nothing of note. And by the way, if I forget to mention it, Hank Pym, Michael Douglas, uh, he did not give a shit during this whole film, did he? Every <laughs> line he too. delivered was like, I am a very happy person about my aunts being very advanced. <laughs> Thank you, Michael Douglas. Here's a massive paycheck what the hell he just didn't give a shit did he
1: yeah i can see that
0: <laughs> all of his lines were like out of a robot it's like someone had a teleprompter right in front of his face and he was like my ants have developed 1000 years in a number of days <laughs> Fuck off. um so yeah cassie's been arrested and they drive her home and then they have this meal where they cook a tiny pizza and then hank Increases the size of it with a piece of pin tech, and I just thought that's really responsible use of pin particles. That is, after we've established that you can use them to time travel and create superheroes. But and yeah. then he also um,
1: said, and then he also said, uh, oh, um, save myself eight dollars there. Yeah. Well, how much was that pin particle thing?
0: <laughs> yeah, how much time did you have to spend developing that pin particle? And <laughs> No, in Ant Man, uh, sorry, in Endgame, Mm. where they are desperate to make sure they don't use up the pin particles because they've got so few of them. Yeah, you're using them to grow a fucking pizza. Mm. So they like, fine, okay, it's supposed to be funny. It's not funny. This is the thing as well, and we'll go on to it. And again, I'm going to jump. I can't help it because I'm so angry and disappointed at this movie. But um, the only thing that people in my movie theater laughed at was Modoc, and it wasn't because Modoc was being funny, it's because he looked shit. Yeah, That's the only time people laughed in my whole movie theatre. Yeah. It was not a funny film, that's the thing. And I was listening to a really interesting thing the other day, before we carry on, this is more of a generic point, and they were saying, why did they start Phase 5 with this movie? Why was Ant-Man, who is a side character and always has been in the comics and everything like that as well, why is he the one to go hand-to-hand with Kang in Kang's first appearance in the MCU? And it's because Paul Rudd is the most recognisable and charismatic actor that they've got left after yeah. they got rid of Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. And they've already used Benedict Cumberbatch and Chris Hemsworth in recent yeah. uh, recent years. Yeah. But Paul Rudd, as much as he's fantastic as Ant-Man, he's not the leading man in... Sorry, he is the leading man. How can I phrase this? He's not the leader of the Avengers on a level that he could go hand-to-hand with Kang, and we will talk about the hand-to-hand aspect of that towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, But I just thought it was a really interesting point that that's why they've basically chosen this, is, right, who's our best actor that we could actually hang something off of? We're going to have to go Paul Rudd because everyone else we've either used in Phase 4 or has left. Yeah. And that is a problem in itself because... You know, now that we've done Ant Man, who's the next one? Because they've delayed the Marvels, which we'll talk about as well. Um, mm. So they don't trust Brie Larson to carry her franchise, and they're just about to get rid of the Guardians of the Galaxy in their full form because this is the end of the Guardian story in the end in the MCU. So chris pratt potentially will be gone so it'll be really interesting to see what they do next but i don't hold high hopes for marvel as we've sort of said at the start but yeah. um yeah they grow the pizza stupid and contrived uh, then they have a dinner scene where they talk about cassie getting arrested multiple times and the projects that they're working on and i don't know if you really like noticed this but it really fucking bothered me at the time and it's bothered me more since that they just sat there taking the piss out of scott For writing a book and enjoying some time off having saved the fucking universe. Yeah. Oh, all all you did was save the universe, Scott. Get off your fucking high horse. No. Yeah. I literally saved the fucking universe. You were all blipped out of existence. It was my idea to come back and get you all through the quantum realm. Yeah. I went and helped Iron Man, Captain America, and the Hulk get everything they needed to with the Tesseract and things like that, and then came back and fought Thanos and his army. Yeah, Wasp came back for that bit, but I did everything else without you. Yeah, but there are still people in trouble, Dad. I'm an activist. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. I saved the universe, Cassie. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Ridiculous.
1: No, that's... uh. I think that's a valid point i think that's fair Master, enough
0: i think you've frozen slightly i don't know if you can oh, hear okay. me but my, my rant has thrown you out of time can you hear me we've got you back yeah my rant sort of threw you out of time there my laptop shit itself i think um, yeah, no,
1: it's, uh, i just
0: didn't understand why they were bashing him over being a literal hero yeah really weird
1: yeah really really weird no it's valid point like The more you say it, the more it makes sense as well. Like, obviously, I got... I think, you know, I saw a lot of, you know, inconsistencies in it. But when you refer it back to other stuff as well, it just makes it even more kind of like, oh, shit, yeah. Um,
0: Mate, the the thing is with the most recent Marvel movies and series is that I don't think the people writing them have seen the other MCU movies. Well, like, I looked at...
1: So, the director, yeah,
0: is that going to be the same,
1: the same as is the director, the writer as well? Would that be a completely different person?
0: Uh, I don't know. On this movie, I'll because be
1: honest. The director of this one is the same director of the last two Matt movies as well,
0: yeah, which
1: makes but, it even worse. But <laughs> I think one of the things as well with like you, you kind of touched upon it. Well, you have touched upon it a bit with the whole, you know, Ant-Man isn't a, you know, the the kind of character who can stand up to a, you know, universe-destroying villain. You know, Thanos is mm. one level, and Kang, you know, in my opinion, was meant to be the next level up. He was meant to or be... Or at least the- level. Yeah, at least level, but in terms of actual, you know, I said to people, like is, you know, hand to hand combat, not any better than Thanos, you know, not expecting that, but in terms of his available resources and his, you know, um, probably intelligence level, he should be superior and because of that and anything that he's able to foresee and stuff like that, then it, it makes him a stronger villain than Thanos. So he should be that next level up. Um, and the fact that, you know, he's, you know, gonna always we've got this Kang dynasty coming um just makes you think right okay like what I wanted was okay here's one point Kang said at one point you'll probably say this in a bit but Kang said at one point like are uh, um are you the one with the hammer Have I killed mm-hmm. you before and stuff like that okay implying he's probably killed Thor so yeah. how can he still kill a god like Thor and struggle against Ant-Man and the you know that that that's completely inconsistent but also yeah. the fact that it's like what I wanted from Kang I think I might have touched upon it a bit in one of the other podcasts is I wanted him to actually just throw a cut I wanted them to throw a curveball and just kill off a load of people because yeah. then that would have that would have got your attention a lot more yeah like shit like okay, Ant-Man's dead or all of these people dead all, all of them. them like yeah even all of them I don't care all of them. I'd be gutted I'd be yeah. gutted but I would be so much happier and think right okay this is like this sets it up better than Absolutely. if they just done what they'd done which was dog shit in well, terms, in terms of the ending and how it ended for him and completely inconsistent with the fact that he was exiled the fact that he was exiled implies he was the most dangerous or the most feared. Yeah. And apparently Ambulance just gone and killed him or something.
0: We're skipping ahead. We'll just do that know. as we come back and forth. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine because we have to talk about what you've talked about there. This was Kang the Conqueror. Not just Kang. This wasn't He Who Remains. This wasn't a different version of Kang. This was Kang the Conqueror, the Conqueror final boss of all the Kangs. They fucking killed him yeah. in the first movie. Mm. The first fucking movie. And who killed him? Fucking Ant-Man. Yeah. Ant-Man. Are you fucking for real? I yeah. cannot believe they did this. I can, actually, because of the way that Marvel movies have been going recently. But fucking hell, honestly, this infuriated me so much. And do you know what the worst thing about this was? let's just go to the final combat scene because that is, it's the most egregious thing in the whole fucking movie. The worst thing about it is that he literally says the words, I am Kang the Conqueror, you speak to ants. So Mm. he belittles Ant-Man and then dies to fucking ants. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I cannot believe the contrivance in what they did.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was horrendous. And me and you have spoken about this as the worst thing they've done. And this is what I mean. It's the most egregious thing they did in the whole movie. They had Kang, basically, this super intelligent, super powerful being. go. He was stood in his tower and Ant-Man has destroyed the rings around his um, like palace that was going to take him out of the quantum realm. Which is fine to do, by the way. You can do that, but then Kang has to kill them as a result. So Kang basically looking out of this broken window in his tower goes, you oh, know fuck this. I'm just going to go and kill people. So yeah. he jumps out of his thing and he starts obliterating people. Like, he what's the word I used in our chat? It was, like, vaporizing. That was the word. Yeah. He literally vaporizes people. So, like, you literally see it. He shoots a blue laser out of his hand. It hits a few people and they turn to dust. They mm. literally just vaporized like their clothes, everything just gone from existence and like forever. A
1: full 360 all the way around. Yeah. That's and difficult. he was doing that
0: that thing where he like shouts and explodes and it takes out people within a 360 radius of about 20 feet. He looked, and this is the thing, he looked fucking great. No. I was actually like, holy shit. And then Ant-Man Cassie, fucking Cassie, and mm. Wasp show up, and he's like, right fist fight yeah okay and they start fighting and he literally at one point catches ant man's punch and punches him with a blue like uh not it's not a laser he like punches him and blue comes off of it and i'm like why does he stop vaporizing people yeah yeah if you it's like at like the, the the comparison to thanos is completely natural because thanos was the big villain, and this is supposed to be the next one. You were absolutely correct. It should be a level above, if not exactly the same. At every opportunity that he could, Thanos used an Infinity Stone. Yeah. Thanos used an Infinity Stone. He turned... Nowhere when the guardians got there into like his reality so that he made them think that they had killed him so that he could capture Gamora. He used the stones like the power stone and the reality stone when he was fighting some of the Avengers on Titan, when he came to earth and fought the Avengers in Wakanda, he just used the stones. He didn't break a sweat. Kang has got powers equivalent to the fucking infinity stones, by the way, he's vaporizing people and he's literally deciding, right, well, these are the main characters and they're wearing plot armour, so I can't use it against them. Yeah. And then, and then Hank Pym shows up, delivers his line really, really badly again, and mm-hmm. he's got his ants that are super advanced that run over Kang enough to destroy his suit and basically kill him. Yeah. Well done. Well done, Marvel. You made your best... Villain, the next best villain, it's not the best villain because they've still got like Doctor Doom, they've got Venom, they've got Galactus. Your current, <laughs> bless you, your current main villain pathway project has yeah. lost to a bunch of ants and Ant Man yeah. in the quantum realm. So within his own like empire.
1: Yeah.
0: Well done. Well done.
1: You the made him end. look
0: and, at, and I'm going to say it and I don't know if this affects us on YouTube, they made him look an absolute cunt. <laughs> <laughs> didn't they? They just made him look the worst. Yeah. And the other thing, I have to touch on this, because I brought it up to you and you didn't notice it, I don't think, and it's bothered me so much. I like noticed it straight away in the trailers. I noticed it straight away in the film. Every time Kang had captured one of Ant-Man, Cassie, Janet Van Dyne, he never put any of them in handcuffs. He never put more than two guards on them. Yeah. And with Cassie and Scott, didn't take away their suits that allow them to shrink and grow.
1: Yeah. I picked it up with Janet a couple of times yeah. when she escaped. And I was like, why is someone who's meant to be one of the most intelligent beings in the universe um, just, got two guards on her knowing that she's gonna get away like
0: the rest of the plots plot are happening. so
1: poor there's just poor writing and it's not it's not Jonathan Major's fault and no. it's not Kang's fault it's the writing that has caused that and and that's like stuff like that is just where these inconsistencies have really fucked him over really and yeah, um, yeah it's it's just you know it was it, it was the same. So we'll probably get onto it. But same with Modoc. Oh, M-Doc. like, you know, Kang said to Modoc, right, Cassie, if you see her, kill killer. If you see a her, killer. And it's like, I was really hoping, and I knew they wouldn't, because, like you said, it's just the Marvel way at the moment, but I was really hoping that Modoc sees her and like doesn't fuck around and just kills her. Could because you imagine? he just needed something like that, and he had two or three opportunities to. Oh, mate! He was just there. She was just could there. You, and it was like just kill her.
0: Do you imagine? And I genuinely, I want you to use your imagination to like think of this playing out in a on a screen, not just me telling you. Think of the impact this would have on the MCU to make people think shit. Anything can happen with this guy, Modoc, Go and kill Cassie modok chases her to the point where you see scott in the distance who has grown to the size of giant man to take down the palace yeah modok gets cassie on the ledge like he does ant-man looks across tries to run to her modok shoots her down she dies right cassie dies ant-man in a rage destroys the tower like he does stops him leaving starts hand-to-hand combat but in blind fury gets defeated and killed by Kang yeah it's a far better far better movie if you just yeah. give it some stakes because when he didn't kill anyone i was just like well what are the stakes going forward if yeah. he was the most powerful kang and this is the problem and i know you suggested it as an idea in the in the preview that yeah but you kill this kang there are multiple kangs and that's clearly what they're going to do now but that's just so boring to me like you just go yeah but we've got another one yeah "Yeah, but he was the most dangerous one like you said they exiled him because he was the most dangerous one just because there's more of them doesn't mean they're better
1: so do you think do you think that kang is kang the conqueror is now dead
0: they said he's dead they said it in the film how did they they said that the one who was banished is dead and then that's why. So in the post-credit scene, we see like three yeah. Kangs weirdly like dressed as well. Yeah. You had one dressed as a pharaoh, one dressed as something else, and one dressed as like a cyborg. I was like, okay, they're yeah. in fancy dress, got it. Um there and then you see them looking at the multiverse through like a window, and you've got like the parliament of Kangs or the whatever it's called, I can't remember. The like load of Kangs in a stadium. And they say yeah the one who we banished is dead but we need to get control of things again because they're touching the multiverse too much and yeah. they say who and they say them and i'm like them i i mean if what if is canon Which I thought I think it is. The what if series? They've been like they've had people traveling the multiverse through that. They've had America Chavez and Doctor Strange flying through it. We've had Loki. We've fucking hell. Like I just can't, yeah, I can't fathom what they've done and where they're going with this. And do you know what it's done to me? Is it's genuinely made me stop giving a shit. I never thought this would happen. But I'm like, I don't really give a fuck what happens next. Because I have no faith in what they're gonna do next. Like Kang the Conqueror. Like imagine if they'd had Thanos. I'm sorry, I keep going all over the place, and I'm basically talking at you. Um, imagine they'd had Thanos versus the Hulk in that fist fight, and the Hulk just smashed Thanos to, f- to pieces.
1: Yeah,
0: he'd be like, oh, so he only he's only powerful with the stones.
1: Yeah, exactly. But
0: he didn't even use the stones to beat the Hulk, and. Then you're like, and that was that set the tone. It was like, oh shit, this guy is super strong to the point that the Hulk got ass handed to him, and then he was like reluctant to come out for the rest of the the film. Kang lost in a fist fight to Ant-Man the Wasp and his daughter, who oh god, I hated the the casting of Cassie, the character of Cassie. Oh my god, terrible,
1: terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awful. I mean, they introduced a few new characters who I doubt we'll ever see again. The mind-reading guy, the monster alien who was obsessed with holes, aren't we all? Um, the <laughs> the mind-reader guy, the guy who had a light bulb as a head. And I actually thought that most of those characters were quite cool and quite different. Like the warrior woman was pretty well cast. I thought she was a bit of a badass. The guy who read minds was like pretty deadpan funny with his delivery. Um, and his jokes fit. That's one thing. Let's talk about that first and foremost. The jokes in this film, yeah. Oh, they tried so hard to try and make jokes constantly, where they just don't fit. Yeah, and that is the Marvel problem at the minute. It tries to be funny when you just you just don't need to be funny. There's mm. um that I said to you guys from the clip of Ant Man in the the prison cell when he says about yeah we get confused for body types all the time. But Kang is threatening to destroy you, your family, and the universe. It's not a time to start making jokes. Yeah. And they do it during the they do it during a battle at one point. Ant-Man's trying to say to Cassie, like, this is how you do a jumping kick. No, not from my angle. You weren't doing it very well. Like, watch me, does it again? Did you see? No, you were really tiny. Oh, bloody hell. I was like, there's literally a fight going on around you where people are dying. Yeah. Like I I just I cannot get over this film. I'm just gonna keep saying I cannot get over how bad this yeah. film was. And you know how much I love Marvel. You can see behind me how much I love Marvel. This was just so disappointing. Mm. Um let's talk about Cassie really quickly. I don't know if you're gonna dig into her as much as I will. I thought she was an insufferable prick through this whole movie. She she belittles her dad for most of it for being an Avenger, yeah. but being but being but having a break god yeah. forbid he has a break i don't i do i I, <laughs> I heard one thing that made me laugh um it was like our oh, dad you should be doing more there are still people that are struggling and it's like he's one man what yeah. do you want him to do and also he's ant man like yeah he can shrink down and grow big what do you want him to do he can't right. give people housing or resources or anything like that apparently hope is curing housing and um hunger issues around the world with the business. So what the fuck is is Scott supposed to do? God, (laughs) leave him alone. (laughs) Leave him alone for a minute. Let him enjoy. But yeah, we go down. And she was really annoying. It was basically her movie throughout, which fits with Marvel's current way of doing things. It was basically Cassie's story um, dressed in an Ant-Man film. But the thing that I hated most about her and her arc was that she just overcame everything that was in front of her without having any issue whatsoever. You talked about the MODOK thing before we talk about the suit. Talk about the MODOK thing. Um, She outclassed MODOK the whole film. So that's literally a uh, a mechanised organism designed only for killing. He couldn't kill her because she was too crafty. Um, She got away from her guards constantly. She outfought everyone she came into contact with except Kang, but even then they defeated Kang Mm. Um, and the biggest gripe I had, the biggest gripe I had, the problem I have with so many things that Marvel keep trying to do at the minute, they're just trying to make everyone as powerful as the other so that no one's left out Cassie has a suit and this is the thing, we'll quantify it if they build the characters properly I will enjoy them Kate Bishop, the female Hawkeye, I've said a, multiple, a multitude of times, I enjoy the actress, I enjoy the character, and I think they've done a pretty good job with it. Don't mind that there's a female Hawkeye because they go out of their way to tell you and show you that she's not perfect when she joins Hawkeye. You know, She's a good archer, but she doesn't know how to use trick arrows. She's not great in hand-to-hand combat. She's not really experienced in doing covert missions. So that's what the Hawkeye series is for. Cassie has a purple Ant-Man suit she can shrink she can beat people up she can use the suit really effectively she's really good in hand-to-hand combat without any training montage without any training that we saw Scott go through in Ant-Man 1 and then she also goes I hope this works and the finale and grows to the size of Giant Man she gets huge but doesn't pass out She doesn't Mm. struggle because plot armor, you know, in Ant Man Man 2, Scott passes out and nearly drowns to death when he grows.
1: Yeah, the only thing I did think with that was I suppose they are in the quantum realm, so they're still technically small.
0: Oh, so when they shrink, would that not make it even more difficult? Yeah. You, there's one of two ways you can look at it. You are right. Like they are technically microscopic at this point, but the, like the physical change that your body would go through to do either thing. And yeah. if you like, she's the same size as Scott when she grows, cause they hug each other. They're basically the same size. And he's mastered that over. Lo- like he says in Ant-Man Two, Oh, I've done it a couple of times and I got to this height. And then when he gets to the proper big one at the end of that movie, he passes out. And that's the, yeah. Like that's the payoff is that he passes out, but he heroically saves the people on the boat. Yeah. Um,
1: I think the other one wasn't yeah. there. I remember you said that all of a sudden as well, she's this, you know, intelligent oh person who just oh my god knows how to tap into the quantum realm.
0: Yeah, you're spot on. This was the yeah. thing. You I think you said it first, then I bounced off of what you said. She read a few journals, and she knew how to build a Hubble telescope, they said. They used the words Hubble telescope of the quantum realm.
1: Yeah. How? How?
0: I What? (laughs) Why is every young female in the MCU a fucking genius at this point? It's fine if they are, but at least explain it. You can't say that when Scott came back from the snap, and they were just like, oh, Cassie, oh, Dad, and they hugged out on that porch what, in the like 6 months since and i know that they've recast the character but in the like 6 months 2 years since the snap she's become a world class level genius that can build a map of the quantum realm yeah a map good enough that you can send a signal into it also why are you, why are you sending a signal into the quantum realm i don't understand why they're sending that in there for what reason what is the outcome going to be of a signal uh, fucking doesn't matter um mm. Oh, it's because of the map, but whatever. Who gives a shit? Um, so which we're mapping out the quantum realm, so she can do that. Okay. Also, I loved the fact that um, you know that they tease the like the um, they tease the threat that there might be some stakes to this movie right at the end because it looks like Ant Man and Wasp have been trapped in the quantum realm, and I was like, yeah. that's quite interesting. If they're trapped down there. That's quite interesting. Oh no, Cassie's opened another portal. Yeah. yeah, and it's the Star Wars problem. I said this about Star Wars with the Rise of Skywalker kill Chewbacca, next scene, Chewbacca's alive. There's yeah. no consistency, no stakes, no threat to anything they do at the minute. And that yeah. was the most that, that I genuinely in the cinema. Philippa saw me, I literally was sat back and I went because, like, oh, we're stuck. Hit- oh, portal, we're fine yeah. fine. yeah, I was just like, well, oh, you literally can't. That you can't be in trouble if you're a hero in this, and God forbid they actually kill someone in the next movie. Well,
1: exactly. Like Guardians
0: Three, Guardians Three, they're going to have to because they're saying it's the end of the Guardian story. But if they imagine if they only kill like Rocket and Groot because they're the non-human characters, it's like a. Yeah. You've got to commit to something. There are going to be so many superheroes in a minute that you're going to have nothing you can do but be a superhero. Because now Cassie's essentially Ant Man for when Paul Rudd hangs up the helmet. Yeah. I mean, it was it's infuriating. Should we um? Should we talk about literally the worst thing in the movie?
1: Go on, what's that?
0: Should we talk about Modoc?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's finish on a high, eh? <laughs> yeah.
0: Mechanized organism designed only for killing, right? <laughs> Kills fuck all in this film. (laughs) Kills fuck all. Can I also say, just really quickly, because this is how they introduced MoDot, Bill Murray's in this for about five minutes as Krylar, and they literally don't use him again except one conversation. I was like, you got Bill Murray to agree to be in the MCU and you used him for five minutes. Yeah. Are you fucking psychotic? One of the best actors of all time. You've got him in for five minutes. I know he's old, and I know he can't do much, but come on. (laughs) At least let him show up again at some point if he's serving Kang now. What a waste. Um, Yeah, MODOK in the comics is actually a threat, would you believe? You wouldn't know it from this film. The CGI, by the way, is awful. It makes him literally look like the top of a thumb or an egg. Um, They even show his little bottom at one point. Don't yeah, they? I
1: didn't, didn't remember that bit, but
0: yeah, they they pick him up out of some water where they when they then put his suit on him and he's naked and you can see his little bottom from behind and I thought that's great. You literally the best way you can describe Modoc in this film is his, he is he is just a joke. Like yeah. that's all he's there for. He's for comic relief and modok in the comics he's not taken as seriously as like thanos i'm not saying that he should be this massively feared villain but he's literally a killing machine yeah he'll kill people just for the sake of killing people and in this he just he done i'm trying to think whether he kills anyone at all certainly not there's the scene where michael douglas is in a spaceship and Modoc like stops him for a second and um makes him crash the ship, but doesn't kill him. He, like you said, multiple times he doesn't kill Cassie. There are yeah. He doesn't even kill Kang at the end when he tries to help, if you think about it.
1: Yeah, he only so... kills himself.
0: Yeah, so I suppose he does, he is designed for killing himself, mm. but for anyone else, yeah, he's absolutely terrible. But they play him off as a joke through the whole film. The whole thing is our oh, Modoc is this killing machine, missiles, guns, like flies really quickly, like sharp turns around corners, is quite intimidating with the mask down. Yeah. And then every time someone interacts with him, they're like, Darren, Darren Cross. Oh, what happened to you? You're a big head in a chair. Look at your baby arms and your baby legs. And it's like, yeah, fair enough. Good, good point. Yeah. But here's, me killing someone, or like, yeah, your joke's really funny. Like, when you know, like when Ant Man took the piss out of Kang and was like, I'm not doing what you want, and he's like, Right, well, I'll just kill your daughter. Yeah, Modoc could have easily done something like that just to give him a threat. You didn't have to bring in and kill Modoc in yeah. one film, and then the way they kill him as well. What do I do now, Cassie? What do you mean? Well, look at me. What do I do now? Just don't be a dick.
1: Yeah,
0: all oh, right, uh, okay. I'll, um, I'll try and kill the guy who saved my life and gave me something of a purpose for the last 30 years or 20 years, however long it's been, 10 years in the MCU, I guess. Time works differently in the quantum realm. Could have been longer, could have been less. Um, let me betray that mentor and the guy who saved my life because you told me not to be a dick. Mm. He's the reason that Kang dies. Because Kang's force field is keeping the ants at bay until Kang uh, until Modok gets involved and uh, his brave last words of i am not a dick will resonate with me for another 30 seconds before i forget it hmm. it's one of the most forgettable characters in the mcu of all time i think other than the fact that he looks like a complete twat yeah i i just i can exactly. i think marvel's do- i think yeah. marvel's dead
1: you've kind of yeah, you've kind of depressed me.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not... Do you know, I'm not trying to, though. I'm just pointing oh, no, out not, what's on the screen.
1: It's just... Yeah, you're just saying what you've seen, and and that's the thing. It's like, obviously, I remember in the preview one, we said, you know, this is almost like a make or break for Marvel because the they, need to, they need to get it right because this sets up
0: the next phase. Do you know with- what's terrible? is um, that the next movie is Guardians 3, and if it's really good, Marvel going to look like a right bunch of twats because they've let James Gunn go to DC.
1: Yeah.
0: Well done. Your potentially best director goes off to rivals. They're not rivals. Warner Brothers make no money, but mm. I, I'm not as interested. I, I went to the movie theatre or I went to the cinema. I keep saying movie theatre because I listen to loads of American reviews, but... I went to the cinema. It wasn't even full opening night of a Marvel movie. It wasn't even full. Yeah. Really sad. They've, they've lost it. I'm hundred percent. They've lost it because like you said, you bring up a really good and really important point that people need to reflect on a little bit more is the writing is horrendous. Yeah. Not only for the characters, but for the script, the, the ants, that was another thing. The ants fell into the quantum realm as well. And despite falling at the same time and along the same path as Ant-Man, um, they fell into a part of the Quantum Realm where they went through a thousand years in a number of days mm. so that they became super advanced to a point that they could help defeat Kang. Well, that was fucking convenient because if that hadn't happened, then the plot wouldn't be able to happen. Yeah. What contrived and stupid way to beat Kang? Just because he's Ant-Man, it doesn't have to be ants.
1: Yeah. I mean, even that is just, I just, I just don't get the whole, like, I don't get the whole, you know, the superhero has to win all the time. Like that's why the Thanos in Infinity War worked so well, because for a brief period of time or for a good period of time, he won five years. So it was like that, that was something you needed now. What I was hoping was like Kang would escape, kill a load of like kill all of them, escape, and you know and he would then obviously rule or something for again x amount of years or something or just start that process,
0: yeah,
1: and it would just grow and grow, but um, but it well, didn't. It didn't.
0: You could have had it that... Do you know what? If Marvel wanted everyone to survive, we both agree that shouldn't have happened, but if Marvel wanted everyone to survive this movie, you could have done it, okay? You could have done it. You could have had all of them escape, literally scrape out with their lives. Kang still stands strong, but they destroy... They got rid of his orb, maybe. Maybe they took the orb with them so he can't escape, but Kang has shown that he cannot be stopped. Yeah. And then in the end credit scene, the rest of the Kangs... Call him and say, "Look, well, we know that we've exiled you, but we've seen what happened to you. We know that the Earth, what six one six or whatever they're calling it, has started to tamper with the multiverse. We need to stop them, and we need your help." Mm. and the Conqueror still reigns supreme. Yeah, but at this point, we've got no Kang the Conqueror. We've got multiple Kangs. So who's going to lead? That oh, I don't fuck it though. And then. You've got Ant-Man, Wasp, Cassie. You've got Michael Douglas still in it somehow. And you've got Janet Van Dyne, Michelle Pfeiffer still in it somehow. And and I don't know why either. That's the other thing. Why?
1: Yeah, I don't Uh, don't get it. I don't get that. I um, I think the actual, if you look at, if you just took the average person who's not seen the movie and they saw that on the street, generally speaking, I think there would be, like the general, um, like layout of it and how it yeah. played out in terms of see, C- say CGI. Like you know how it played out going into the quantum realm and this and that. I thought it yeah. didn't. I thought it was not too bad. It was just. Oh no, no!
0: Visually, it's really good.
1: Yeah. So all of that was actually really good, but. Obviously, as we've said, the problems are what we've just said in this podcast. But um, I just, oh, what's the point I'm trying to make? And the point I'm trying to make is like,
0: I guess, I guess, I don't know if this is the right one. I'm going to take a stab at what you're trying to say. Just say if I'm wrong, is that if you showed it to the average person, they'd say that looks good, but it's not a good film.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's a lot like for obviously yourself. More than myself, but obviously still a good amount. Like, you can pick out all the flaws, and you've seen the whole picture of all the movies beforehand and the series, and, and you know that there needed to be more to it than just that. Yeah, so yeah. so they've screwed exactly. up with that. Um, I think I just really wanted them to um commit. Yeah, I just... Oh, I don't know. I i they, had something, but... I just can't think what it is, but... I'll try... I, I, it'll probably come to me in a second, but...
0: Mate. What? It's fine, mate. It's fine, because... We need to... We need to wrap up in a minute, anyway. Yeah. Um But this is, for me, one of Marvel's worst pieces of output. Um... Mainly because of the expectation that was on it. Yeah. This was the start of phase five. This was the you know, the quality over quantity thing that Kevin Feige said a few weeks ago. This was the introduction of Kang, and they messed it up. Yeah. They followed the same formula. Their last few movies, look at these on paper: Multiverse to Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, Wakanda Forever, Quantumania, all. All bef- below a five out of ten for me. Yeah, and they cannot recapture the magic. I think we will see a time where Marvel reintroduce Robert Downey Jr. to try and save it in the near future. Do you I think, think it's it- getting that bad?
1: Yeah. Do you think like? Okay, that was one of my point, not points, but questions. Like, this is obviously the start of the new phase. What phase five?
0: Yeah.
1: When does Kang Dynasty is that the start of phase six? I think it's the end of six. End of six. So like, what is their plan with Kang in between that now? This is Kang? the point. Like, what what do they do with other Kangs or Kang the Conqueror and this and that? Like in other films. Yeah. You know that. I'm just
0: gonna have a look
1: at their. I just don't get. Well. And, and the and other that, thing is, so sure, Kang Dynasty, like, in my head, you've got Avengers Kang Dynasty. You can't put that into one film. How can you put a well, dynasty into one film?
0: Exactly. And and this this is where you have hit upon an absolute baller of a point as well. Is And we've sort of said it, I think we sort of said it in the preview. We've seen it in, oh, sorry, said it in previous episodes as well. You've, you've hit upon the main point that isn't necessarily related to this film necessarily, which like we said, we'll move away from that briefly, dreadful film. Mm. I wouldn't, I, and George, third member of this podcast, hasn't seen it yet. Um, he said, do I want to go and see it again? I said, I will never watch that film again. And that's not out of some like I'll never watch it again because I'm so, um, you know, hardcore that i love the original Marvel movies and not the new ones. It's, it's that bad. I wouldn't watch it again because I wouldn't enjoy it. That's mm. why I'll never watch it again. But you've hit you've hit upon the main point about the MCU going forward is where does Kang fit in now? Yeah. You look at Phase 5. Let me read to you the movies that are coming in Phase 5.
1: Yeah.
0: Guardians of the Galaxy 3. He's not going to be in that. We know for a fact. Okay. Blade. He's probably not going to be in that because Blade is a vampire hunter. Yeah, uh, We've got the Marvels, which is more cosmic don't see him showing up in that Captain America, new world order. Um, and which is Falcon. Who's not really even got, you know, super soldier serum or anything like that. And then the Thunderbolts, which are again, not really going to be taken down a Kang level threat. No. And then in phase six, all we've got so far is the fantastic four. And then the two big Avengers movies, Kang dynasty and see, uh, yeah, secret wars. So Are they going to build them up in the TV series? Well, here's a bit of news for those of you that don't know. And Alistair didn't know. This is quite new news that dropped in the last 24 hours. They're now starting to delay stuff that they've already filmed the majority of, if not finished. Ironheart and Echo have both been delayed until 2024 at the earliest. Which most likely means they are going to cancel those. And is that because they finally realised after the reviews of this movie that, they cannot keep putting out shit content and expecting people to pay for it? Mm. Or is it because actually they think they do need to rethink the structure because people don't want to see Ironheart and they don't want to see Echo because the... I don't want to sound like an arsehole for saying this, but you go and watch a superhero movie not because they have a young black actress as Iron Man and not because they have a deaf mute one-legged hero called echo and you know ms marvel was the lowest watched marvel product of all time marvel to go down like a really serious path for a second in terms of the output that they make marvel is a derivative of marvel comics That's where it comes from, Marvel Comics. And Kevin Feige said a few weeks ago on a podcast, there are 80 years of comics that Marvel have got to use for their content. And they've chosen to do things that are not popular and have failed as comics, as the new heroes. So Ms. Marvel, massive failure. No one buys it. Ironheart, massive failure. No one bought it. Echo, not really even in the comics, just a character they've created. So, they're trying to hinge everything they're doing going forward on things that are unpopular. And might I point out as well that Kang is not a popular hero in the comics either. Uh, sorry, a popular villain, but is a big named villain. Yeah. yeah. They are hinging their future on things that are just not popular and hoping that it will land in a different format because it didn't land in the movies, uh, in the comics, and it's not going to land in the movies. There is a reason. And I can let you speculate why there is a reason they have postponed the Marvels by six months and that they're reshooting large portions of it. It's because they don't have faith in what they've made already. It's mm. because they don't see it doing well. It's yeah. because they are nervous about bringing that movie out because people didn't like Captain Marvel, the first one in, I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay, but people didn't really react well to it. People didn't watch Ms. Marvel. And one division introduced Photon for about a scene and a half. And that's what their next film is hinged on. Mm. So let's see. I think Marvel's dead at this point. And that's not me being overdramatic. And I'm not saying that it's dead and gone forever. I think at the minute they've got such little momentum, they are really going to, they need something huge to land. And it can't be Guardians. If Guardians does well, that doesn't matter because that is not the continuation of a storyline anymore. That finishes with this film.
1: And the other thing as well is like even if they do bounce back in a really good way, the, the thing is there's still this really shit like phase, which is here, which is always gonna you know be there in the middle of it. And yeah, yeah. and I think like yeah, and I just go back again like what I was expecting with this Kang dynasty was, you know, from this moment, like shit was going to hit the fan. You know, in my mind, what how I see this, saw it playing out was shit was going to hit the fan, Ant-Man and, and the, the Ant family die or, you know, just scrape by with their lives. Kang escapes or, like he said, doesn't escape but is still building his army in, in the Quantum Realm. And from that point on, it's about Kang taking over the universe for a phase or two. That's what I wanted. You know, I wanted something. So you remember in, like... Um, did you watch... Go slightly off it. Uh, did you watch Zack Schneider's cut of
0: the... Justice League, yeah.
1: Justice League. So you know in that, when they'd done a clip of, of the future... Where um where it's yes, like yeah. leather. And yeah. that and that and so obviously my favorite
0: scene from the whole thing,
1: yeah, because doomsday it was doomsday, wasn't it? Who yeah. um he had taken over the world or whatever, and he was you know basically in control for X amount of years, and that's what I wanted it to be like. I wanted yeah. it to be like that, where for the next two phases. Kang was in control, it ends with Avengers Kang Dynasty or something like that, or you know, builds up there, and then obviously Secret Wars, and that was what it was going to be. But, um... Well, it's clear. In, every,
0: in every story, in every hero story, the best hero stories are where the hero fights from underneath. Yeah. So now at this point, Ant-Man beating one-on-one. Yeah. So... If you now put bigger heroes in the mix, if you now throw like Captain Marvel nearly killed Thanos single-handedly, yeah. so if you yeah. put Captain Marvel up against a variant of Kang, like there's no contest. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of it's just one of those things they've screwed themselves a little bit. I just don't think that they can recover this. Like you have Ant Man beat him in hand-to-hand combat in his first movie appearance. And then you want to introduce the rest of the Avengers to take him on at some point. It's just, Mm. it's essentially going to be like the Avengers fighting Ultron's Ultron bot army in Age of Ultron, like just bodies for the Avengers to fight because they've already beaten the main threat unless they bring him back. But then it's like, well, just resurrected a character that you've already killed. So big disappointment. I mean, and like you said, they've got this phase, phase four and the start of phase five, which just sits in between the infinity saga. And now the, what's this saga called? Multiversal saga. Um, And that's the other thing. Just last point is in phases one and two, they were building, building, building and building all the way up to Thanos. Yeah. They've done phase four. They haven't built towards Kang whatsoever. They've just used it to introduce a multitude of new characters Phase five has started off with a very quick introduction of Kang and they've killed him. And then, like we just read out, the plethora of movies that are set to come out over the next two phases don't really point in the direction of Kang whatsoever. I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens. If they had built the threat of Kingpin or they had built the threat of Doctor Doom or someone Earth-based, it would have made more sense because they've got Captain America new world order they've got blade they've got the thunderbolts it would have made sense especially with the series that they've done with likes of moon knight and people like that as well it would make sense they've got daredevil coming out next year makes sense if it's a earth-based threat but this is multiversal level and you pointed out a few weeks ago great point again daredevil versus kang is a no contest
1: yeah
0: daredevil should die straight away The, the heroes that they are building are not ones that are ready to take on kang the conqueror or the variation of kang in the multiversal war so very interesting well this has been a really good conversation sorry to have brought everyone down that's listened to it but the thing one thing i will say is that i will keep the faith Mm. in that one something will reignite what marvel had and hopefully can have again Um, i'll keep watching everything that's the one thing i'll continue to do is i'll continue to watch everything i know alistair will as well um but thank you very much for listening alistair thank you so much for dedicating so much time to listening to me rant and cry this evening obviously thank everyone who's watched and listened along with us don't forget to like share and subscribe thank you for listening and we will see you soon